0: Hello and welcome to Rearview, the show where we get to chat to fascinating people from the motoring universe, learning how they got to where they are today. Hello, I'm Andrew, and this is episode 6. For this show, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Oliver Hughes possibly better known to you as Autobant on Twitter. Without further ado, I shall move on to our conversation where he introduces himself better than I am able to. Hello and welcome to this episode of Rear View, and I'm delighted to say that joining me uh, on this recording is Oliver Hughes, who some of you may know much better as Autobant on Twitter. Uh, Ollie, if you could introduce yourself, please say uh, what you do and uh, how you're connected up with the motoring universe. That'd be awesome
1: okay hi guys my name's Ollie. I run a car appreciation blog called Autobunt in my spare time day to day I work as an automotive recruitment consultant which is I work for an agency so if there's anyone from any car dealerships listening my apologies from those cold calls (laughs) If if I pay for cars that's how I've got to do it um and yeah, no, I live in the same town as Andrew. Speaking, we're doing this over Wi-Fi, which is criminal because he's about, literally, about a stone's throw away from where
0: I am. This is true. You are you are the closest person I've ever chatted to <laughs> or, or, <laughs> via this medium. <laughs> but yeah,
1: no, all is well.
0: Excellent. Now I I obviously noticed. Um, it, again, this is very bizarre. Uh, I noticed you via um, Twitter a couple of years ago or so mm. and then uh, from some of the pics you put out actually i think it was the olympic it was it was, it was the, the olympic um e- e- tour um round the country and through some deduction and stalking <laughs> i mean um careful looking uh, i worked out that uh, you happened to be in the same town as me and then from there we sort of met and uh, we've we've yeah. sort of we've kept in touch since and from there. i i want to take i want to take us back in the myths of time before then though to uh get in get an idea of uh where you've come from as it were from the motoring side of things what when you first got interested in cars and um was there anybody that that helped that interest along, or was this purely just something you you stumbled across yourself and it's been a, a solo project as it were
1: um, well uh deep down my dad's always been into cars um not as actively as me he goes to shows you know he enjoys keeping up with the trends but not on a constant level you not not like Twitter levels of uh, updates he used to have going by i mean I wasn't alive when he had his best cars but e-types transams defenders all the good stuff very fond memories from his side uh a few vivid memories that sparked the obsession with cars one i think i saw an f40 when i was about eight years old i remember my dad going crazy It was in north wales (laughs) um that was just bonkers um a family friend bringing around a three five five and scaring the living daylights out of me. (laughs) This was, this was post obsession. So I actually remember he drove me to a pub, uh, roof down, absolutely beautiful car. I actually asked him to slow down because he was getting too excited. (laughs) If he'd done it now, I'd be like, go on, (laughs) you know, faster, faster. But, um, now, well, my, what really made it blossom What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Grow so quickly was I used to work at Morrison's supermarket. A lot of hours, very boring stuff, as anyone in retail could tell you, and a lot of spare time thinking about cars. And I just uh, thought to myself, where can I go to vent this passion, as it were? Facebook and say there's about four or five friends that care for cars. You put something out and you might get a like. Um, And I knew there were channels out there I could exploits and Twitter was one of them Mm
2: -hmm.
1: my first ever tweet was about the new Range Rover so that's going back um and from there the first thousand uh followers came pretty quickly for me it was absolutely mind-blowing life-changing that people actually cared or were on the same wavelength Mm. obviously
0: yeah yeah I mean you you uh climbed very quickly to significant numbers of followers, um, which uh, I I've, was really impressive because it was it was all organic and it wasn't. Um, oh God, sorry, marketing term: that organic growth. Um, but it but it wasn't it wasn't as though you paid for followers or anything like this. These are you know the, as as good as you can get in this day and age. They are genuine followers who mm. are interested in what you're doing uh, and what you have to say. And um, I know what you mean. It, it is a bit bizarre when you – because you don't think about it like that. And then someone sort of comments and you go, oh, God, they they listen or they read or they, they like this stuff. Oh, hang on. <laughs> That's it. No, well, the, one of the big ones for me
1: was – I didn't see it – I didn't want it to seem like a big deal. Um, I just wanted to carry on um, – and it's only when you start getting emails and phone calls from manufacturers or companies that you really respect uh, and they want in on it, you know, to a certain extent. I just did it as a hobby. I just wanted somewhere to vent all of this. Mm. Obviously, it's it's not all my own content. So finding the content is so obviously it's so much more fun going to shows, being able to work with just such brilliant companies. Um, And it's again, it's consistency. It's what it never switches off. So depending how much time I have on my hands, if I see something I like, I think, oh, my God, my followers would love this. But apart from, you know, instead of doing it at the standard publishers kind of lingo, put a bit of a spin on it. Maybe an opinion that was a maybe not the usual Mm. the most entertaining look at chris harris he doesn't he says it exactly how it is and because of that look where he is now i uh yeah
0: yeah it's um the way i look at uh online is it's it allows freedom for you to express yourself as you again this this is without using too many sort of cliche terms but they're the best we've got um but it, it it enables you to uh Express how you feel about something in a genuine way uh, without uh, you don't need to do a copycat thing.
1: No, and what the, the, one of the biggest priorities for me is what well, one being myself, but two, I wanted that you need to find a way to differentiate the accounts because one of the issues, not issues, but Instagram kids and all these car appreciation accounts, and you know, there's millions of them. You know, they look up to the YouTube guys and they go, oh, my God, if I follow a car around London, I've got this. And I'm thinking, well, how am I going to get noticed with some kid with a camera, you know, with 50,000 followers? It's like, right, come on. So I always pride myself on having slightly different tastes to everyone. If I saw a, you know, a matte brown, bloody French hatchback. I'd be like, oh my god, that is epic! Mm. And then an Aventador roll by, and you go, oh yeah, no, there's another Lambo. Well, that's cool. Um, so that's what I just I like the quirky things, but again, organic is the most important for me. You know, I, I could have all the money in the world. You could throw it all at Twitter and Facebook, and you know, unless you've built a, some sort of relationship with these followers, then it's pretty much worthless. So, yeah, it's. Bloody
0: fun. <laughs> I don't know yeah I mean because uh, one of the things um, that strikes me that you do is that you I mean you have your um, you have your hashtags oh, well what? <laughs> that I think you have uh, really intelligently used and and you mentioned it before you have been very consistent as well, which has allowed um, I mean to, <laughs> an amazing not just a number of people but the people who have got involved as well. Mm. I think is, has been really exciting and interesting to watch. Um, from from behind the scenes perspective, it is, it is quite fascinating.
1: Um, you know, you see YouTubers and they put their videos up and you think, bloody how oh, that must, must take a lot of time to edit. And these guys are so incredibly busy doing things like that. And Wednesday one and Sunday scenario, I haven't done it for a little while, but what, is quite funny. It's nine o'clock seems to be quite a busy time. <laughs> Whether you're going out for a meal, you're at the cinema, every conceivable place in Lancashire that doesn't have 4G, I've been there at 9 pm. <laughs> so I script the tweets, you know, if I'm on the train. Who's, to...
0: who's arranging
1: these times out? Is it you or your other half? <laughs> now, honestly, I've got my, my parents, uh, their phones between them have autobank account on so does my girlfriend they're all on different networks and every time i do a wednesday one picture you know beforehand mm. i have to set uh, I, I often send it to their phones in case i haven't got signal to use their phone to script tweet if we're out anywhere <laughs> and it's, it's stuff like that i don't people don't really see but that's what makes it fun, and on many occasions now, I've been late by five minutes, or I've fallen asleep and woken up and gone, oh, for God's sake, or driving home from Goodwood on a Sunday night, and you're just like, you know what? No, I've given you enough content. I'm not doing Sunday Scenario. I have an <laughs> argument to my own head, but, um, yeah, in terms of engagement, it, it's those guys, all the people that do Wednesday One and Sunday Scenario, they literally make it. It's brilliant. It's a melting pot. For car appreciation. I want people to say, I love that. Oh, I don't like that. You know, oh car eyelashes, all that kind of stuff is what drives it. The amount of followers that have gained followers from Wednesday one. Mm. In terms of organic, because it's it's user generated, I just sit there and watch it happen. I retweet like three at a time every ten, fifteen minutes. You know, I don't want to spam people. Yeah. But it's um it, 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 not for a little while yet. I need to put more time into it, truth be told. But at one point we were trending in the UK every week, every single week, and that's when uh, Audi UK got on the phone, like Rico Rally, like, let's do this, let's do that. And yeah, those these experiences that have come off the back of it, you do think, oh, you know, what I'm going to bend my job off and I'm going to I'm going to do this full time, mm. you know? What I mean? <laughs> in reality, that's not the case. Yeah, it's,
0: it's, 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 uh, are you keeping it a hobby side thing that's good fun? Yes. Or are you gonna go all in on it? Or is, you know, a significant portion of in in order to make some money off that? Uh, and it, it is a tough decision. Um, and it, each individual has that, that quandary. Um, but uh, it, <laughs> yeah. it, you've got to balance, will it affect my enjoyment of it what comes out how i do things you know and all that and and, and it, it's not it's not an, not an easy decision um, oh, yeah, yeah. um I but decide, uh, I it, it must be equally so um so gratifying for you that this fun thing that you find fun so many other people find fun mm. and get on board with uh, and you know them Retweeting stuff you've tweeted. I mean, you say that you know you, you're only tweet, retweeting a few every once in a while, but I've been on a few of the Sunday scenarios, and we follow a lot of the, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I follow people who follow you, so then I'll see them and go, "Oh, I like that one, right?" I'll retweet it, and then it, you know, it's that whole growth thing It's the whole thing of what you know a good trending Twitter thing is about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. I want to take a bit of a step away from the autobahn side of things okay. and yeah. just uh, go back into your car history. Okay. Did well, you? When did you pass your test?
1: Oh god! Oh god! I should know this. It wasn't as soon as you might think. Um, let's go back in time. I can't even remember what year it was. I remember where I was. Well, how old at, were you then? Oh god! Twenty. Twenty.
0: Oh right! Wow, that is—I—I I expected. Literally. Yeah,
1: 19 or twenty. It wasn't.
0: I remember we were in college,
1: and some people started to drive, and that was really when the the fever set in. Um, I got a job. The only reason why I got the job—nothing to do with careers, prospects, money. Didn't care. Just wanted to pass my test. I wanted a car the day, you know, the week after I passed. And absolute tunnel vision, and I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't pass first time. I'm, I'm pretty embarrassed to say that. But I got two minors, one major. Oh, it sounds a little cliche. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> it on. But and then I booked my second test, ready and raring to go. And the night before my test, um. I was in work at Morrison still, and I cut my finger open, which wasn't very nice. And I spent the last, the next two days in hospital, and I had to cancel my test, and I was absolutely devastated. Anyway, yeah, so past second time, four minors in two tests. So I'm pretty happy with that. And I bought a, I want to say Mark II, Fiat Punto 1.2. Um, the. Insurance was exactly the same as the car, £2,000, Nice, which is nice. absolutely outrageous. <laughs> it was pretty much immaculate throughout. We bought it from Liverpool. Um, no queries whatsoever. The only issue I did have, and it brings me on to one of the questions you, you might ask, I'm not too sure, was one of the most pointless options on a car. Um was city mode. Anyone familiar with Fiat's might know about city mode, whereby you press the button and the steering goes twice as light. Um, the only issue was with this is they had a common fault of the alternator of the battery playing up, uh, which means if you put city mode on, this, the power steering would cut out entirely, and <laughs> with heavy steering, it was almost possible. I remember going around a 90 degree ninety degree bend and a friend of mine putting the city mode on to see what it was like and the steering cut out altogether I had oh, to nice. stop the middle of the roads ignition off you know off back on um, and it's like this is an optional this is an extra someone paid for this and it's nearly killed me about three times so <laughs> pointless you know slash dangerous however I did sell it in remarkable condition and you step back and go why am I selling this this is epic but I got an MX-5 after that, and that opened my eyes big time because that was mid-auto-bent as well. So,
0: And that was your silver one, yeah?
1: It was. It was a Mark 2.5, 1.8 euphonic edition. Whoever bought it is a, a woman in Scotland. She ticked every conceivable box on it, spotlights, uh, leather interior, crazy radio, hard top. Um, I mean, it was a special edition, apparently. It was about 200 kilograms. Too heavy for an MX-5 because of all the bits on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to tuck the MX-5 ethos out of the equation. But it was my first experience into driving for fun, not for a commute. Uh, how a car should handle introduction to oversteer if, if it was wet. Um, open top motoring. Uh, so many blissful memories throughout the Lake Districts. You know, North Wales Sunday drivers with the guys on Twitter, just a just a truly marvellous bit of kit.
0: Yeah, I always knew that winter was coming when the uh, <laughs> the MX-5 hardtop was placed on.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. it
0: would not be on unless it was you know snow was imminent, imminent and uh, or the oars were going to have to be deployed because of the rain.
1: Guns <laughs> out! So. I think that was my most popular caption. <laughs> Even if, it regardless of temperature, if there wasn't a cloud in the sky for a mile radius, the, the roof was down. Exactly. Thought, if only,
0: what? if only Alan listened to such things. He's...
1: Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Well, I drove a Mark IV MX Five the other day, so I need to have a chat with Alan. But um, any occasion to get your roof down? Why wouldn't you? We get three days of sunshine a year. You might as well enjoy
0: it. That's why you bought the car. Exactly. Exactly um okay so what did you move on to after the mx5
1: okay so i left morrison's which was a great day um and
0: my job was- <laughs> for you or for morrison's <laughs>
1: <laughs> truth be told in the shop i worked on i put an Autobahn sticker on the roof which is about 25 feet up <laughs> and it's still there to this day so in morrison's ormskirk if you walk through the Foyer and look to the top right. You'll see an Autoban sticker that one they haven't noticed, and two, even if they did, they couldn't get it down because it took me about two ladders to get up there. Anyway, <laughs> um, my commute with my new jobs extended. Um, and I was meant. Uh, I, re- I had. I put an offer in for a, a S six gears. It was just Ooh. the evolution of the MX five. My next door neighbour had it. P five hundred Bob. Uh, he was known as at the time when I was tweeting about my advances to buy it. Um, and I met, um, a bloke called Adam at a car show and he said, I work for Ford. You've got to come down and drive the new Fiesta ST. Now I saw them everywhere. I'm not like, no, I'm a bit chavvy. I see them everywhere. I want something a bit different. Um, and he said, you know, I'm not going to weld you in it. If you want it, you want it. Just come and drive it. So I did. And Lo and behold, I was pretty overwhelmed, especially when the monthly payments were cheaper than an S2000. I was like, I can't not. Um, I, we need a whole other segment if I was going to describe the ST as well. <laughs> uh, we, we took it at Rally Nürburgring, drove it home. Uh, you know, I'm still on the same tires, brake part. It's unbelievable. I think I've got about 40 MPG trying to go under 11 minutes at the nerve Creek. It's just <laughs> unfathomable. There's there's one design flaw by the handbrake where you lose all your money and your keys. Other than that, it is faultless. I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, but, Yeah. I I I if I'd be bloody stupid to think about replacing it, but if I did, um, they've got this new MX-5 RF coming out, um, the retractable fastback. I've seen pictures. We saw the concept at Goodwood,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and whilst I have you know not as many commitments and a bit more disposable income. Um, I'd love some drop-top motoring once again. I say drop-top, it's target-top. You know, I just think it's a bit different. Maybe in 20 years' time, we look down the line and go, God, that RF was (laughs) wasn't it? Who bought one of them? (laughs) Uh, But I don't know. I just think they're unique. You know, they might not be the first option for the stereotype hairdresser MX-5 owner. Uh, If I spec it correctly, I won't (laughs) lose too much money on it, but that's what I want. And if I can get my name on the list, not for the launch edition, they're about 28 grand, you know, turn it back a bit, I'll be a very happy boy, definitely.
0: So um, the ST really is the best thing since sliced bread, since sliced bread.
1: I'll bring it round. I need to bring it round to yours at one point. If you haven't driven it before, it's just, it's so accessible. It does everything so well. Um. Uh, granted, the ride is incredibly tough, but that's it. it it's not adjustable, so it, it adapts to every road use. The seats are incredible, unless you're a, a very large large person. Uh, they might because you'll kind of rest on the bolsters if if if
0: you're lucky. You the- No, I think my childbearing hips would be okay.
1: Yeah, you'll be fine. You'd have huge. But um. Yeah. Uh, people are like, Oh, I'll take it to Mount Chew and take it to Mount Chew I'm like, okay. And I, I do see the argument for it, but if I if I, and if I did do it you wouldn't know because I wouldn't put the badge on it because it's a it's a bit it's a bit obvious, isn't it? But <laughs> <laughs> Wolf in sheep's clothing, if you will. But no, this this might sound a bit not shabby, uh, not too Halford's, but uh, come Christmas I'm booking it in at APM Customs to have the roof wrapped so but to make it look like an extension of the windscreen it's not the whole roof it's just a bit of fun Mm -hmm. and it's cheap and apm are the best around so that's (laughs) that's 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 my christmas
0: present sorted to myself right if well we've gone through your um frankly interesting i mean it's it's not large but it is very interesting the cars you have uh selected for yourself um I mean, some may say a brave choice with the Ponto, uh, apart from the near-death <laughs> steering experiences. Sounds like you enjoyed that as well. Um, but I'm I'm going to uh, just go back to, to Autobahn, and um, I'd be interested to know what your opinion is of um, the digital world now, and how that's... Affecting well, okay. In our little universe, it's the motoring world, but um, news reporting, journalism, etc. Um, you know that sort of thing. Uh, how do you, how do you see, um, the, for example, Twitter or your, you know YouTube? What, what's your thoughts on this?
1: Uh, right then, let's have a little think. So, unfortunately, the likes of Auto Trader, there's no physical mag. Magazine anymore. Everyone has a phone in their pocket, a tablet, or a laptop in their house. The digital age is well and truly here. And the majority of companies I've worked for have yet to embrace the digital age. They don't invest in it as much. I come on board as a relative newcomer. Why what, 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 what do we tweet about this? For example, the recruitment business I'm in now, they're largely invisible online. And I'm like, well, hold on. There's about 50 mechanics or technicians that follow me. Why aren't we out there? From a journalism perspective, it's it's so quick and easy. It's almost not impossible, but it'd be very hard to measure a return on investment. It'd be quite daunting to pay someone twenty five grand a year to sit there and tweet, you know. And there's no conceivable leads from it, you know. Yeah, but
0: might- I, I would, um, I mean, I, I know we've talked about this in the past, but I, I would say on that point that through traditional, you know, traditional inverted commas, and I'll hit myself later for doing that, but um, air quotes, uh, <laughs> traditional um, advertising, it's very, very difficult to prove a, a return on investment there as well. Oh, yes. Um, But people... <laughs> They it's like they're so used to you know a billboard or a magazine advert or a TV advert that they uh, forget that it's difficult to quantify what they're getting out of that unless unless it is purely you are after exposure. I mean, if that's your thing, then that's that's different. But if you're looking for this campaign has to do X Y Z for us and we need to sell seventy thousand cars on the back of it, then you can't quantify from any of your campaigns really. I I well I don't understand how you can unless you have a code that somebody clicks on a tweet that you can track, and I don't want to go down the whole tracking of things because then I'm I'll have implied. to bring out my tinfoil hat and you know get all obsessed about that sort of stuff. But um, you know you know what I mean. It's it's uh, I think it's just another avenue, the digital oh. side. You know Twitter. Uh, it, it's another at it's another avenue, and I think that's what you're you're talking about. Is it, it's it's brand awareness and making it visible
2: that's it entirely i mean having some sort
1: of uh, footprint you know if if a company is not seen to be online will it be marked down for it you know will they will the customer see them differently for not having any brand awareness online it's um you no know, it, it is pretty fascinating to be honest but everywhere i go it seems to be embraced I just um, at what point in time would every company be on there actively, you know, sourcing people like me to tweet for lots of money for (laughs) for unestablished fees? Yes, Uh, that that'd be a nice thing, wouldn't it? I I read an article today: three hundred pounds an hour, someone's um, charging to be a freelance social media consultant to such large companies, and it's just like Okay. okay. How on earth, how, how, too many
0: questions. Yes, but, uh, quite. I mean, congratulations <laughs> if you've got someone to pay you that. I mean, well done. <laughs> so if the recruitment side doesn't work out, I'll be a
1: freelance social media consultant. I'll be having lots of friends. But um, no, it's all very exciting, the digital age. In fact, as we speak,
0: Wednesday wants is being rolled out. <laughs> <laughs> See, he never stops people. He never stops. Consistency. That's it. Consistency is the word. That's word of the day. Um, so you've mentioned off the back of uh, things that people have seen on Twitter, particularly when it was trending, um, which got you noticed more. And so, sort of, it's not a vicious circle, but it is a, a. It's not vicious, but it is a circle. So you see what I mean—that you you put effort in, you got trending, you got noticed. Then it got trending more to, for you to be noticed more. If you see what I mean. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but you mentioned that uh, you Audi got in touch with you. What What did they?
1: Uh... Well, this, this this is a funny one. This. Um, so let's rewind a few years when I was back at Morrison's before recruitment and what seems like a, a few decades ago. Um, I got a message off someone off Twitter, and they it was an email saying, "Can I have your details?" That was literally that. Honestly, that was the whole of the email. So I just on a whim screenshotted it and tweeted, saying, "You know, you're gonna you're gonna have to say more than that." Hashtag spam. This was years ago. I thought it was clever, but then the guy responded via Twitter saying, uh, "You might be able to drive an r eight at an event." So naturally, I went, I, "Yeah, no problem. You know, send me some details. What's going on?" About two days later, stacking shelves, um, one of the social media managers for Audi UK rings me up and goes, hi, is that Ollie? I'm like, who on earth is this? He's like, we'd like to invite you to Castle Coombe to drive some cars. Uh, We'll do a short video interview, and we'll give you a a ride from your house to Castle Coombe and back in a long-wheelbase Audi A8. And I'm just there in my apron, bearing in mind, you know, I've literally just swiped on, like, are you mad? And this, it was all very new. And the smile from ear to ear, I couldn't uh, quite explain how happy I was at the time. But we did it. It was the most incredible day. All I had to do was tweet and say my part. Um, and, And from there, I met them in London at the Savoy for afternoon tea. Now, someone might get in trouble for this, actually, because they had the company credit card and they were spending all sorts on afternoon teas and (laughs) just into a very nice conversation with two young social media coordinators. But um, from there came the trip to Sweden. Um, Now, this, again, was the most ridiculous, far more ridiculous than I've ever done before. I I got a phone call saying, Ollie, you're not going to believe this. I've got you on this trip to Sweden. It's next week. Are you available for a week off? And I was like, right, okay. Um, No, but give me a minute because this is ridiculous. My manager had to cancel his holiday. I don't know where he was going or what he was doing uh, to cover my shifts for me to go to Sweden. Um, I kind of had to sell the holiday to him saying I'll be ice driving, you know, on these frozen lakes we're, we're going there and back in a private jet and I'm I completely blagged it. Um and he said, Yeah, no, go for it, yeah. So lo and what behold
0: a thoroughly lovely manager.
1: Christ, he's such a legend. Yeah. He's uh that opened up a world of good. So when I, I we got to Birmingham Airport and Audi failed to mention that there actually was a private jet. <laughs> bearing in mind I just tweet about car I'm just sat there in my apron you know uh, you know tweeting about cars you know two years later on a private jet to Sweden I'm like what on earth is going on like what the hell is going on no one in my family any second you know what's the, any friends of friends that we know have never been on a private jet mm. Just and they said oh Liverpool football team just come off this last night and that's why it's here I'm like, what is going on? And it was the
0: most incredible week of my life. Uh, yeah, but but that goes to show that past- what you were doing was not only valued by the people who um, – and this is something that, um, because we're British, it's very difficult for us to appreciate a lot of the time. But somebody values it enough not only to follow you and to interact with you and to say – you know, good things that you then respond to or to tweet pictures to say, no, I've, I'm on board with your your scenario. But then you've got companies who go, actually, we like what's being done there. We like what's being done there to such an extent. And yes, they do have a large following. So that, that makes them more attractive to us, but we like what they're doing to such an extent that we want to get a part of that by taking, you know, you in this instance off on a private jet, um, You know, so for you, it's such a bizarre thing, but it, it, it's it got to, I mean, did you, have you given yourself a pat on the back for it? Or well, is, is it all still just a bit too bizarre?
1: It was, it was kind of bizarre, but I must, uh, the point I must get across there. It wasn't, although it would seem like a free holiday, the, that was very much working most of the time. A lot of the time I was driving. Taking lots of pictures, articles, tweets, Instagram, Facebook, the lot we did Wednesday one while we were out there, so I had to had to rearrange a few activities they had for us, like snowmobiling and all this nonsense like this is epic, but I must remember i have a I literally have a job to do. The novelty was so apparent I had to like rein in my you know excitement and and from the statistics, the analytics that I sent over afterwards to the guys who were really happy, um, which was, I I was absolutely made up. Um, They invited me to Goodwood, the following summer, um, uh, to do a similar thing. We went up the hill, in what was the brand new RS3. Um, Sweden, I didn't even know about, but Goodwood had always been a bucket list of mine. Mm. Um, And it, it was only then, It finally set it, it finally sank in that, you know what, if I I had the funds to do it, could I take this all the way? Could I monetize it? You know, I bought the domain, I put a bit more time in creating content, not just sharing uh, ones. And some people have taken the the plunge, and I I admire them greatly. I just wish I had a bit more money to do it because – I haven't got bored of cars in the last four years. If I did it full time, I'm I'm almost certain I wouldn't get bored of it then. Mm. So maybe one day, but for the moment, I'll uh, I'll keep doing it as a hobby, I reckon.
0: <laughs> so what other events have you been to? You mentioned Goodwood there. I mean, that's uh, a, a month or so ago, uh, Alan and I were, or well, last month, actually, we were, the end of last month, we were, Celebrating one year of the Motoring Podcast and in it we've uh, talked about attending some events probably around the UK um, initially um, for us to go and experience a sort of more wider, yeah. uh, the wider world of the motoring world. Um, um, and Goodwood was one that we had on our, that we'd independently put on our list together when we got together to talk about these things. And people on Twitter have have suggested it as well um so what's what's goodwood like then
1: oh my word
0: um because okay. I, i've I've watched the live, i do watch the live streams and that but that can what's only give you sense? a certain sense of it you know you're very watching the small, tracks aren't you
1: a very small sense of the vibe it's like what do they call it the world's best garden party it's um it's like glastonbury for petrol heads <laughs> the best way to describe it. It, it hands down best show in the uk follow very closely or not surpassed by the revival it all depends on your preferences what cars what era if you're into racing you know road cars but goodwood i've I've been this is my 12th year next year um camping hotels uh single days at a time it's cutting edge it's every car you never thought you'd ever see uh rolled into one um I mean, we, uh, I walk past a hotel from the campsite and you see a McLaren F1 LM uh, next to a P1 in the car park. You just, like, uh, you could go to 10 shows around the north of England. You, you, you'd you never get close to any of this. Um, and then you, you you walk in to the show and, you know, the supercar paddock is cutting edge, but concepts as well. You know, hmm. literally cutting edge. Like Geneva levels of rareness, it's well,
0: just. It sounds to me that it's become the the motor show of the UK. You know like we used to have the NEC many years ago, um, uh, and they're they're trying to do a London motor show now. But it sounds like with the way they have the is it a moving or moving Thursday or something like that? Yes. It, that, the, that it's become uh, not only has it become this spectacle and enjoyment of all the wacky and crazy things that you'll never ever get to really see again but but it's the, the motor show side of things too
1: so yeah so the hill climb it, it tears right through the festival one side you've got the commercial you've got the sales the moving motor show um, opens up that half for one day uh, you can have a look at brand new cars Toyota you know, and VW group open up their towns they, they bring buildings with them and pop you know, their supercars right at the top, so you have to climb the stairs and see their whole <laughs> race <laughs> of cars. You know, they're bad for that. But, um, and then the other side is again the different paddocks with you know Le Mans, DTM, Formula One, uh, supercars, the monument. Um, and it, it, truth be told, it's been a victim of its own popularity in some sense. It's got it's so incredibly busy, you can't you have to vacate the paddocks now while they start up and move out at one point you know your toes were getting run over by all you know auto unions and <laughs> you know the finest and most expensive cars and the world, 250 GTOs you know I was lucky enough to meet some really interesting people uh just you know saying hello um you know if if I'm being a child who can block <laughs> you know, all mm. the good Alan McNish I met him for the first time Alan Davies off q i and and then, and then even the racing driver you know Sterling Moss and all the big guys are just over the way. all the kids are hunting for signatures. Lewis Hamilton's running around it just everything that you've read about and you and you watch videos on and you dream of it it's there.
0: Okay, so, so you've done twelve years of this, or you will have done twelve years of this. So you're a seasoned pro now. So, uh, if I was to attend this year, how would you suggest I go about it? Would you say go for one day, go for a weekend, go for how? So, what would what would you think would be the best the way to get the best um enjoyment out of out of the event? The,
1: the best way, I mean, there's one uh, underlining rule: get there early. Okay. Good, Chichester cannot and never will be able to deal with the volume. If you get there for seven when the gates open or half seven, you have to be on the gates for then. Okay. If you try, say, so, oh, no, we'll just we'll have a lie-in. We'll have breakfast in the hotel and we'll get there for nine. Not a chance. You'll get there for half eleven. So that's <laughs> one. We always count. We're on site. So content-wise, when there's not enough people, it's great for me in the photos. Um, another thing is you'll never do everything in one day not a chance you've got the rally stage at the top of the hill which is an epic walk unless you can beat the queues to get the tractor up to the top you'll never do everything in one day and you'll notice coverage the week later and go for god's sake there was a you know the, the silver arrows were there and i never saw them yeah. uh, and every year that happens to me um, <laughs> so minimum i'd say well you could do it for one day but Two days with a nice hotel somewhere, you'd, you'd be absolutely laughing because that way you can see the practice runs, the timed runs. There's, you know, the shootout where these heavily modified cars, or actual racing cars, mm. um, you see them at their full potential. And when the hill the hill climb is slightly cambered, it makes for the most ridiculous entertainment in the world. These guys are not hanging about. There's no limits. There's very few restrictions. There's, unless you go to the circuit, there's very few places you'll see these cars um race or drive how they were intended. When you've nine one seven slash thirties with, you know, eighteen hundred horsepower, it's just like deafening mm. and unforgettable. So yeah, get there early. Do more than one day if you can. the, the you can pay for like stand pass it you know, to go on the stand and get the most amazing view. I've done that before. It's great if you've got a long lens on your camera, but um, yeah, just be there. The sound is half of it as it is. You know, you'll see the cars go by, and you just you'll be amazed at what is actually driving past you.
0: Okay, excellent. Right, well, I will. uh, Alan and I will convene for a measuring podcast summit to uh, work work out making this happen this year Um, or next year.
1: Make it happen That's as it. media and get the best standing points and viewing points, and record yourself on those little <laughs> on those little Sony recorders as you go around. Yes, I'd <laughs> say that definitely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need we need to try that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, you've been to, you go to Colomendi as well, though, don't you?
1: Um, once, uh, only once. Oh, was it once? God, sorry, I thought you'd done more than that. Um. Oh wait, no. Hold on. No, we've been twice before. One time, sorry. This year we actually cancelled it. We were going to go onto the patch and depart, but we um didn't in the end, which is a shame. But it was a washout anyway. So I was I I had my reasons at the time, but um I didn't go in the end. It's a shame. It's they call it Goodwood of the North, uh, which is it's a very bold statement, truth be told. It's very good, very entertaining, but there's been less and less exhibitors as the years gone by. Mm. Again, they had a great list of cars and a lot of group B stuff, sporting bears were there. They, you know, they're one of the highlights. Definitely. Um, Yeah. It's very handy considering how close it is. I'll tell you that. And the roads that surround it are bloody marvelous. If
0: you get on a nice day,
2: Mm. you'd
1: be absolutely laughing.
0: <laughs> um, but you—you you recently you were on uh, the Rico Rally. Oh my god! Can you explain what um, to to a luddite like myself what <laughs> Rico Rally is, and then your your experience of it?
1: Okay, so yeah, I did Rico Rally in September 2015 and recently 2016. Um, I was asked to come on board to provide you know social media support. All the photos for the events, uh, the organisers, as brilliant as they were, don't really have enough time, you know, to get out, fo- photograph the cars, hang out of windows and snap everyone. Um, and I went, I, I'm good friends with them through the networking over the years and I, I'm running out of adjectives from all these experiences, but it was to go from a different city every night to a different hotel to drive the world's best roads that you think are fiction, reading Top Gear magazine and all that, <laughs> to to actually experience them um, in a rear-wheel drive convertible car. To so, you know, we were in a, a an E46 M3. Uh, one of the organisers to hear the rasp, you know, bounce off the mountains with McLarens and Ferraris around you. It's it's finding re- all the tunnels you can. <laughs> Yeah, literally. You know, you don't want to get done by the police. You you drive spiritedly. You it's it's very simple. Fast in the fast bits, slow in the slow bits.
2: Mm. It
1: it people get. You know, if you drive like an idiot, you'll be treated like an idiot. You don't. There's a time and place for it, and the memories you make are truly outstanding. The, The tunnel runs. The the friends list you make afterwards. The a lot of people that went on 2015 went back simply because we, we've spoken to them all year till the next one. Mm. And again, 2017, you know, if I can be a part of that in a little ST again, I'll be a happy boy. Yes, because you took your own car this time, didn't you? Did, yeah. So that was. Stickered it up. Vinyl, <laughs> vinyled up it was. To anyone who saw that, it was, uh, <laughs> it was. They give you a sticker pack when you start, and there's about six stickers. And I've played a bit of Xbox now and then. And on Forza Motorsport, you can create your own liveries. So mm. I thought, you know what, for Rico what I'll do, uh, send a PDF over to APM Customs who printed off the stickers. I applied them myself, you know, to mixed levels of success. <laughs> my intentions were ridiculous. I, I was between jobs at the point of customizing. So my budget wasn't huge, but, I I went in, like oh we will get a siren for the roof or we'll put underglow and, you know, all this nonsense fueled around my head. Um, but we ended up just putting an incredible amount of stickers on and some are still on the car. I actually, I actually quite like them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is the but, AB still on.
1: Uh, not that you know, well I took one of the ABs off because when we applied it, it was all creased and horrible, oh. but just along the uh, rear bumper, it's just a few social media icons and, or to ban in writing, but um, it, as a road trip, it's affordable. It's not a ridiculous 30 grand entry like Gumball or whatever it is. These aren't motorways. They're not 3,000 miles. They're 2,000 or two and a half of quality roads. There's a, a lot of driving, don't get me wrong, but when you're in a convoy, when you all stop every hour, you know, for food and taking pictures and you know, the characteristics of each car make it. And I was lucky enough to be able to keep up with the big boys and the little ST. Every day someone would go, have you? what have you done to that ST? I'm like, nothing. I just, you know, got a set of sticky Bridgestones on the front. You know, it, it goes really well. Stock brakes, stock everything. Because um,
0: I'm ace, that's why. <laughs> 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 I've played a lot of Forza.
1: Forza. <laughs> That's it, that's it. Um, But again, we did, like, the autobahn for the first time. I I put in a request, a a slight detour on the way to the Nürburgring to experience the autobahn, and that's an eye-opener. It's not a big straight road that you might think. um, De-restricted with Ben's uh, traffic. Um, I wouldn't usually brag about my illegal exploits, but given this was... Unrestricted, 145 miles an hour. We got out of the little ST. Wow, that was Dave. That was my co-driver. I only got 140 out of it. I was a bit oh, because you been, it's uh, yours. <laughs> it was, yeah, well, uh, there was an RS6 performance up behind me. You know, flashing his lights and like Jesus Christ. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm sorry, I'm holding you up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, um but. It it's all good fun and it's you know safety first it, it, it's it might seem like reckless fun but it's it's not i i can assure you gumball maybe and you know you see him going around knights bridge and all stuff like that it's nothing like that at all but um as an affordable road trip goes and if you want to see the world i took dave with me this year and he didn't yeah he, he had he'd been abroad once i think and that was ireland so that was cheating he didn't have a passport before rico and. Um, He's like, oh, my God, you know, he's so happy he saw this side of the world, the glaciers,
0: the mountains. So where where did it go this year? Is it the same every year?
1: No, 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 no. They tend to mix it up. uh, A lot of peak customs, so they usually ask for, you know, they put in requests, let's go to Monaco, let's go to the ring. This Mm -hmm. year we went through France uh, down to Lyon the first day. It's the admin day because then you're quite near the south of France. Um, And then from there we went down to Antibes. Um, we were swimming in the med. You know, at five o'clock in the afternoon. Um, it was, it, you know, it defies belief. I sent out an invite to everyone who was on the trip, saying, "We're jumping in the med at twelve o'clock. Are you coming?" And um, bearing in mind how many drinks we have, it was, it was just the most amazing night. It's not cheesy parties. People go into the towns and cities, find the, you know, the beautiful restaurants. Mm um from there where did we go we darted back up towards switzerland um a little bit of italy as well um up to germany for the ring on the last day this was spread over five to six days
2: mm.
1: up to belgium uh we didn't stay over in belgium this time it was just a slight detour and then we headed home uh you some people stay in london afterwards uh because they've done so much driving but my co-driver was adamant on going straight home, so I slept <laughs> for <from> my <laughs> last day, which is marvellous. But, um, yeah, uh, they're just the most generous guys in the world, and it is the most ridiculous trip. You can sample them around the UK on Sunday Driver's Day, where they have, like, 40, not necessarily supercars, but performance cars, and it gives you a taste of what you can do. Um, So... If hell freezes over, I'll win the lottery. Me and you'll go and we'll do it properly. <laughs> we'll get in something very tasty. We'll get Al along in his MX5. <laughs> yes. Well, that
0: sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. <laughs> so, um, are, there, are there any other events that you've uh, been to or that you'd recommend going to?
1: Um, okay, so we've done the to Power. We've
0: done Goodwood. I mean, this is obviously apart from the Ormskirk. Um, oh, Motorfest. Motorfest.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I remember. The first year when the Enzo turned up, saw what it was and turned around quite swiftly and <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, Granted that they need to just put some hay bales out for that event and have someone do a burnout, and then a thousand more people will come next year. But um, other events, there used to be an event in Central London called Chelsea Auto Legends. It hasn't been on for the last few years, but that was a high recommendation. Uh, Wilton Supercar Show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're into the modern day road cars, and there's classics there as well, but that is cutting edge stuff. Um, hugely powerful, incredibly rare cars go to that. Where else is it? The revival. Um, there's not many places you'll see, you know, three GTOs versus Cobras on the line reenacting Le Mans. It's just mm. speechless, truly speechless. Um other than that, I'd, I'd say to get, get an MX-5, <laughs> get driving. That's all the event you need, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's miles for miles and, you love, and you'll be all good. Just get out and enjoy driving because not enough people do it,
0: Do that, do they? No. No, we're, we're, we're too busy trying to get somewhere or do something. It's yeah. very rare you say, oh, I'm just going to go for a drive. That's it. I'm just, just going to go out for a drive. I'll just, I'll just around for a couple of hours and then come back. It's, <laughs> it's very rare. I mean, apart from where we live, there uh, they've had an eruption of forty mile an hour speed zones oh. on roads that don't need to be, but whatever.
1: Uh, that's a, that's a different argument itself. I could go on all day about our local. Yeah, road.
0: there's. Uh, no, I, I don't think we're unique in, in our area, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's. Uh, it feels sometimes as though uh, being a uh, a driving enthusiast is almost, you're almost a pariah in society. Yeah, yeah. Because there's been idiots that have done, you know, that stick a, uh, a drain pipe for an exhaust <laughs> and wake everyone up at 10 o'clock on a Sunday night or set car alarms off by blipping their exhaust uh, and driving silly or, you know, putting you know, crashing through a certain aisle in Halford's in their Corsa and then coming out the other end. Um <laughs> all of us who, who enjoy driving but aren't silly uh, get get penalised, but I, I don't want to uh, I don't want to get sidetracked on that one. As you say, we could we could go on for some time on that one. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. Miles and miles,
0: Right, so um if you can say uh, what's the future for uh Autobahn? Oh god, okay, there's a question. Um uh, there's no easy rides here. No, no. Yeah, uh, I've just lulled you into this nice false sense of security.
1: Given given the lack of free time I'm have, I'm experiencing at the moment, I will always keep it going. That that is never a doubt in my head. Autoban is always in the always ticking over. There's content Everywhere. If I see a nice car on the road, I don't think, oh, there's a Lotus Carlton. I think, oh, 11,000 people would love to see that Lotus Carlton. That will never change.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I will always keep it going. Wednesday. And thank wo- you
0: for that, then, because yeah. I enjoy that.
1: <laughs> it's, I'm not a selfish person, you know what I mean? Um, it will always keep going. I just want to grow a network. The most value I grab from... all of the channels is the people you know i'm 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 on a podcast apparently right now it's it's, uh it's the reward from the people is so vast it will never stop in terms of growth it will always uh, well hopefully it'll be organic i would always consider you know you know sponsored tweets and all that but simply from a financial perspective unless i have the money that's not going to happen it's working for me so far i'm going to keep going um yeah i'm just gonna there's no huge plans in place so more of the same
0: is is how you see it um and hopefully your your time frees up more for more
1: yes the more time i have the better the content the more i get out there the more cars i'd love to drive. but my priorities have slightly shifted mm-hmm. for the moment. So <laughs> it's, uh, what's this space, shall we say?
0: <laughs> no,
1: no, that's, that's excellent.
0: No, I mean, it's it's good to hear that it's not going to disappear. Ooh, no, no. Um, uh, and that you, you do it, it, but what's become clear to me as well, and will be to anybody listening is that you do think about it and Ooh. you, um, you're serious yeah. about this, even though you're not getting an income from it or anything, you are acting professionally yeah, in your attitude to it. And that you don't want to let people down, is perhaps a bit strong, but you, you value that people uh, are, are following you and interact with you, whether it's in person or whether it's online and you, you react accordingly to that definitely definitely well that that's what i've got anyway so right i want to move us on to some quick fire questions of which some you have answered as we've gone along oh, okay. um, which right. uh i will still ask the question and we'll see if your answer still remains the same actually
2: <laughs> yeah <your> uh,
0: thing. <laughs> so uh, i'm going to start off with uh what currently excites you about the motoring world
1: oh my word what currently excites me about them everything um uh TVR coming back that's the one at the top of my head I want to see what we do I want to see if they can bring that unique player back if they can put axe wounds down the bonnet if they'll do that again with perfect spoilers I I know the order books are open I actually know a couple of people who've put deposits down I want to see that I could go all you know serious about it and say oh well Brexit holds you know for all this and Dieselgate. Truth be told, since the hobby that is Autobahn is always running in the background, I'll just focus on things that are incredibly fun, like TVR coming back. I want to know <laughs> everything <laughs> to do with that. A, a, a neighbor of mine has just bought a Cerbera, 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 however you say it. Uh, every Sunday you hear it start up and it is the most marvellous thing if they can replicate that in any way and disregard all health and
0: safety I'll be <laughs> very happy <laughs> ok then conversely what worries you about the matron world um, oh, words my words um, so again
1: this could be a bit it might be a slightly different answer when I was young I've spoken to a friend recently about this When I was young, you could count the amount of times on one hand you saw a particularly incredible car. For example, I mentioned it before, seeing that F40 in Wales. There's some standout moments in my life where I think, oh my God, this is incredible. And what worries me is these kids that are in it for the likes and the shares and the account, whereby have they actually seen the car they're looking at or are they staring at their phone? I fear that social media has diluted the passion for cars massively and there's so many around like i could literally i can I, I could go see you know a 918 there's probably one just down the road i could tell you a dealership with you know four or five dealerships with them in mm. it shouldn't they they always will be that accessible nowadays you know the, the numbers are so much bigger. I don't want the romance and the, for use of a better word, specialness mm. <laughs> to to go. I, I, I never want that. You know, if you, as a oh, terrible metaphor, when you got a very rare Pokemon card or an incredibly rare shiny football card, you knew exactly where you were, mm. what you would, you know, where you were, what you were doing. If that buzz ever goes away, I'll be very disappointed.
0: Mm -hmm. okay um what's been your favourite car to drive and why was that
1: my favourite car to drive um oh bloody hell let's have a think Uh, yeah I've been quite lucky truth be told there's been a fair few um uh, well there's one that sticks out in my head right now um a friend of mine John Greater X he's a Ferrari master technician everyone who follows Autobahn should know of him he's a, a true legend um he created. He bought off eBay a Alfa Romeo Q4, sorry, it's a 155 Q4, and set about turning it into a you know the DTM uh, race car. Mm. Uh, I was lucky enough to drive it sort of mid preparation. It was pushing out close to 400 horsepower. The manifold, the turbo had been redone. Um, it was from the ground up, and the day he fitted. Uh, I don't know if they were Recaro seats, but bucket seats, and an Alcantara steering wheel. We we drove it around Warrington, and it felt about 800 kilograms. It was the most (laughs) ballistic little, uh, well, little big bit of kit I'd ever driven. Um, It it was set up incredibly well, uh, and there was room for the dog in the back or the kids in the back. It is it a truly monstrous bit of kit and four-wheel drive as well. It was so ahead of its time Um, and just dialed
0: up to 11. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then what has been your least favorite car to drive and why was that? (laughs) uh,
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to bring John back into it because he developed, uh, it was a Fiat X19. He called it the F20 because it was half an F40. And, Again, mid build, he said, "You have to drive this X19." Uh, I was like, uh, "Okay." I sat down in it, and because uh, the the um, the seat belt simply didn't fit, they, they there was so much play in them. I thought, if I crash here, I'm boned. Nothing, you know. This is a great start. <laughs> Travel on the accelerator pedal, say ten percent. You know, pressure was full throttle. Mm. Like the brakes would only come in at ninety percent compression of the pedal. Okay. And the clutch was upright. The the actual pedal itself was upright, so right you couldn't control it with the ball of your foot. You had to com- you push your whole leg down. Um. When I first started the car, uh, the revs built up and redlined uh, without me touching anything. <laughs> and he said, "Oh, it does that." Oh my like, Jesus what it's like, "Oh, the throttle has been known to stick open just don't worry about that just off and on i'm like john but now i i, I mean when i drove it it truly terrified me but the potential was certainly there now it's a, uh, it's finished and it's been around anglesey circuit and it's a uh, a proper little go-kart but as an experience the worst slash scariest thing i've ever driven <laughs> Oh, uh, a 14 plate Ford Cougar automatic in America uh, the worst uh, gearbox that has ever walked the earth
0: ever <laughs> <laughs> okay then so um, I think you've answered this actually earlier but what car would you like to own next
1: uh, yeah no well I mean you know, if if hell froze over and I had a lot of money uh, obviously if I'm sorry if I didn't have money it'd be the the mx5rf i think it looks but it just has potential whether i regret to say that or not i don't know but that's all the one i currently really want if i came into a bit of money a bmw one m coupe i uh, just hopefully the values don't rise too sharply so i can catch up by earning money and buying one mm-hmm. and if hell truly does freeze over a cobra it's always been the cobra 427. <laughs> Blue, two white stripes, single roll bar, side pipes, and yeah.
0: That's well, as it. long as you've not thought about it long and hard.
1: No, it. no. <laughs> and you're like, Are you joking? I can give you a top ten minimum. <laughs> just scares way. but um, that's the power of Wednesday one, I guess.
0: <laughs>
1: What's your favourite road that you've driven on? Does the Nurburgring count? Because that's technically a toll road. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay let's pretend that's a racetrack as it is Uh, the Susten Susten pass in Switzerland um, of all the jaw dropping moments that dropped my jaw the furthest it was truly remarkable the roads the road was almost secondary to the views Um, I wasn't driving that particular stretch I was a passenger Mm -hmm. um, in my own car which was oddly annoying Uh, but (laughs) we were surrounded by Um, a particularly loud group of brilliant sounding cars, uh, Gran Turismo, C63s, Um, and I won't forget it. Uh, uh, You know, I won't forget the police either, but as (laughs) it goes, it was truly, truly remarkable.
0: Okay. So this is another one I think you've answered, but the uh, most pointless optional extra you have experienced.
1: City mode. (laughs) Uh, That was quite dangerous. Uh, I wouldn't say, I had another one lined up. When BMW played the synthetic engine noise through the cabin of the F10 M5, I I would never forgive them for that. (laughs) You know, they worried about the the card in the sound well enough, so they developed a system to um, immerse the driver through the stereo, which is truly criminal. Um, just drill a hole in the exhaust. <laughs> 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 You'd be laughing. <laughs>
0: oh. Okay, so uh who do you think uh, I should talk to next on this podcast?
1: Oh my,
2: okay. Um...
1: Let's – what about Alexis from Prestige Diesels? She's absolutely killing it on social media. Or oh, Hannah, Hannah Burgess from Silverstone Auctions, uh, one of the most interesting people out there. Um, oh, I don't know. There's there's so many. There's so many.
0: No, oh, well, uh, Those two are excellent choices. I have them on my list already, so I'm glad that I'm in the right areas. Yeah. I have yet to approach them and hassle them to... Uh...
1: I imagine they will be more than willing. Um, Autopap, maybe. He's got a great thing going with Amologato, and they've got this nice event coming on uh, in Reading. I think it's either early next year or later in this year. But uh, some amazing things happening over there. And I'll have to have a little think, actually. Me again, because this has been
0: absolutely brilliant. I've enjoyed this. Oh, I don't know. Well, thank you, Thank you very much. No, because I really appreciate you. Well, I re- re- appreciate your time because I know it's uh, with everything you've got going on. It is. It is quite precious. Um, but it, it. I've really enjoyed it because we've got to. I mean, when we see each other, it's usually as we're you know, we're ships in the night almost, and we're we're busy yeah. getting on to somewhere else. We we don't get the chance, and it's criminal considering how close we live to each other. But we don't yeah. get the chance to just sit down and chat. So this is. From a very selfish point of view, I've thoroughly enjoyed this um, for the for the opportunity just to, you know, chew the fat with you and get to hear what Rico Rally was like and what should I do if I go to Goodwood and that sort of thing. It's, it's been brilliant for me, so thank you very much for being on here.
1: Yeah, no problem at all. Anytime. It's been really, really fun.
0: Excellent. Well, okay. Well, thanks once again, uh, Ollie. And um if. People, I mean, I find it hard to believe that they won't be. But if people weren't following you and they now wish to follow you or find <laughs> out more what you what you do, what would be the uh, best ways for them to do that? Uh, I mean, Twitter's the main channel. It's just at Autobahn.
1: Um, as in banter. Truth is another little nugget. I don't actually like the name autoban at all. All swear words end with a T, or you know, a very abrupt end. And autoban doesn't quite cut it, but I'm stuck with it now. So, on Twitter. <laughs> follow because there's going to be so much more content and it's dead exciting
0: well i'll have a link to that in the show notes um so people can click on that from uh from this podcast well thanks once again for coming on like i said I, I had a thoroughly enjoyable time and i'm glad you enjoyed it as well and um i think we definitely need to meet up for a beer yes yeah we we shall, we shall make that happen okay well thanks again ollie cheers no problem. Thanks once again to Ollie for coming on Rearview and chatting to me. I hope you found that as fascinating as I did. If you want to suggest someone who you think we should talk to on this show, please do get in touch. If you use the hashtag RearviewPod, we'll be guaranteed to see it in Motoring Podcast Towers. To get in touch with me directly, search for Crack Windscreen on Twitter. And if you'd like to keep up to date with motoring news and opinions, go try out our sister show, which is the Motoring Podcast. Please don't forget to leave a rating and review on iTunes or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing. It really does matter to this show. So until next time, that was Oliver Hughes. I've been Andrew Clues and
2: safe motoring.